When venturing into any career field, it is pertinent to know beforehand whether you want to be a generalist or a specialist. This determines how you set up your profile online and what title tags you want to be identified with. It can also determine the type of role you apply for. What does it mean to be a specialist or a generalist and why does it even matter? You're listening to The Technet Show, your weekly dose of the latest tech stories, analysis, interviews, and opportunities in the world of tech. If you are a techie or an enthusiast looking to stay up to date, this is the show for you. Be a part of the conversation and stay connected to our tech community on Telegram at Technet Show. To this episode, the dual discuss being a generalist and a specialist, what it means, the pros and cons, and how to find the one that best suits you. Hello and welcome to another insightful session with us on the Technics Show. I am your host, Victoria Image, and I am blazing through this ride with my co-host Samuel Bassi. Let's begin by understanding what each term means and seeing if you're already one of the two. Afterward, we dissect the pros and cons of each term and how you can choose the one that best suits you starting out in tech. Let's get right into the conversation. Now, who is a specialist? What does it mean? Now, specialists are experts in a particular subject or field or profession or discipline, setting them apart from other generalists. Now, these experts often gain thorough mastery of their chosen field or area of interest. And usually this is achieved via consistent and multiple training in a specific niche until you become an expert in that specialty. Now, for instance, product design or UX design is a general role, but a UX researcher for health tech or a UI designer for ed tech are specialized niches. Now, when you choose the design industry as your field, picking UX design as your niche, it is important you double niche down to, let's say, UX strategist or a UX writer and whatever niche may appeal to you. Now, if you do this, it means you are specializing in that niche and that makes you a specialist. Samuel, you're going to take us through what it means to be a generalist. You know, but I'm not a generalist. I understand. Okay, uh, <laughs> we are both not generalists. Okay. Generalist is um, actually basically a jack of all trades. We all know what a jack of all trades is. That means um, you are into um, digital marketing, you're into content creation, you're into content marketing, you're into design, graphics design. You can you can actually do almost everything, but you're not actually um, a master of any. You are just carrying out this, this, this and this. But if you say, if you cannot actually... Um, um, narrow down to okay, this is where I'm actually a master. Uh, now, the definition is actually um, something like um, a professional with a broad range of knowledge and several distinct talents, interests, and hobbies. That means you have interests, that you have talents in, you know, maybe you are good in um, graphics design, you're actually good. But in terms of specialized information in that field, you don't know. We only know general knowledge in that field. That's how generalists are. You can actually use this to describe generalists. They have general knowledge of several fields. 
videos. So they wear a lot of hard. That's just basically generalists. So before getting into the pros and cons of specialists, let me just add to the generalists, right? Most times it's not just because they just have uh, a hunger for different things. Sometimes most of these guys find themselves in a company where, okay, a lot is required. I have worked in a place and a position of a marketer and I did every other thing. I did design, I did SEO, did a lot of other things that are just not only specific to being a marketer. Do you understand? So sometimes where you get your job, the company, and this happens most times with uh, companies that are small and that have a small team or that's companies that are just starting out. So they always require you to like do a lot of other tasks because they are trying to manage funds. They can't afford to hire specialists in each of these required roles. Now to talk about the pros of specialists, the first thing about being a specialist is that you are seen as an expert in your field. You are regarded as an authority in your field. Now our professionals can get industry-specific expertise and a full understanding of their field by being specialists. Uh, how does this make sense in the industry? Like I just said, if you're going to get, uh, if you're going to work in a big company and you're hired as a specialist, what it does to your profile is you're seen as someone that knows this particular thing because you've done it over and over again. They can see your past performance and they can trust you that, okay, this person is highly knowledgeable about this specific field. This person is not just everywhere. And so they can expect a certain kind of result from you. And also it gives you some sort of credibility and some sort of, you know, high profile by being recognized as that specialist and expert in that field. Now, another pro of being a specialist is that you have an opportunity and a chance to actually charge a lot of money as your uh, monthly or weekly fee, right? And that's because specialists often are seen as people who must have invested a lot of time, a lot of effort and a lot of resources in learning and specializing in that field. So because they trust that you can deliver a lot, you guys, people who are specialists are actually in high demand and therefore you can easily negotiate a high stake compared to being a generalist, right? So specialists may earn more money because of their training and their expertise and these professionals frequently pursue additional training which may open up more uh, job prospects for them. So another pros of being a specialist is that marketing yourself is as simple as you can ever get because you are aware of your audience. You know your specific target market. So marketing becomes easy. If you're a generalist, it may be uh, an overwhelming thing to do trying to market yourself online about what you can do. But if you're just a specialized um, expert, let's say in UI design or in UX writing or whatever niche that you are in, it becomes easy to quickly market to that specific market. If you are writing for ed tech companies, it's easier to actually put yourself out there, promote yourself before this market because you understand the industry, you understand what they expect and you know what you can deliver. So another pros of being a specialist is that it's easy for people in the industry, your networks, your connections to actually refer you because over time they must have seen that this person is a specialist in this field. It's a specialist in branding for children products, for example. So it's easy for people, for you to come up in people's minds to like, okay, we are referring you because we know this person very well. They, they can see a track of what you have done over the years. So it becomes so uh, easy to achieve that. Unlike being a generalist, you 
you do everything. So how many referrals are you going to get for doing everything? Now, another pros of being a specialist is that you aren't being measured against a sea of other, um, let's say, developers, designers, or marketers, or whatever your niche is. You're not being measured against a large number of people in that particular niche. So it becomes easy for companies to actually select, unlike if you were actually a generalist, all right? You know, there are lots of UX designers, a lot of software engineers, and lots of marketers, digital marketers. But where do you fall in? How do you make it easy for the recruiters to actually pick you out and then select you for the role? So these are some of the advantages that uh, specialists enjoy. So some will be taking us through the cons, which is actually the disadvantages that uh, people who are specialists may face in the industry being specialists. Samuel? Okay, so the, uh, the cons of specialists, uh, first one is um, people that will concentrate on one discipline, they run the risks of being replaced by other variables like um, technology or change in career pattern or change in a particular sector and the rest. If you're a specialist, you may run the risk of being replaced. Another one is that specialists with specialized knowledge and skill would find it difficult to get employment outside of their area of specialization. This can be advantageous because this expert can hold three applications for a longer time. It's also advantageous because you can also hold the application for a longer time. For instance, um, you are in a field like petroleum engineering. It's You are just, um, let me say, focused on one area, which is the petroleum industry. Anything outside the petroleum industry, you will not be able to function very well. Maybe unless you try to you know, put yourself or develop your skill in other parts, other career parts. So specialists with specialized knowledge and skill find it very difficult to get employment outside of the areas. Another con is that deep industry knowledge requires significant amount of time and effort. You know, you cannot just be an expert in a field. You cannot be a specialist in a field without investing time and effort to um, dig deep into the field and know what's actually going on. So you really need to um, invest time and effort if you really want to be um, a specialist. And this most people are actually not ready to or actually not able to attain this level of um, focus. So that's why they can actually get up to this level. Like what you hear so far? Make sure not to miss any of our episodes by subscribing to us now and joining our community on Telegram at t.me slash technoshow. Now back to the show. Another thing is you actually at the point since you're actually repeating maybe a routine of activity you may actually get bored at the point and it will cause fatigue redundancy and the rest those are the cons of specialists okay we're moving to the pros and cons of a generalist and someone is taking us through the pros first then I will go ahead to take okay, the cons um, the first one I consider is that um, being a generalist you possess a variety of abilities and this alone may open you up to you know lots of employment options and things that actually keep people, you know, they are just mentioned redundancy and being bored. You know, being open to several employment options, um, you can never be professionally um, stagnant because if you are not found doing this, you'll be doing this. If you are not found doing this, you'll be doing this. So that's actually um, one of the major advantages of being a journalist. And also having general knowledge in of you can actually help you if you want to start up your business. Maybe um, I want to start up um, a company now and I have um, knowledge in this and I have general knowledge and I have general 
actually helped me, you know, Yari helped me to um, manage my business very well. Maybe so, so department, I know little of, of operations in this department. I know little of operations in the department. It helped me as a manager to manage my business very well. So anyone I'm employing, they, if you're coming to, you're trying to give me a breakdown of work that's happening in your department. As a founder, as a CEO, I will actually know what you're talking about because I have an idea about that. Field. And um, I can just oppose between different departments. I can fill in in different positions and there is. So that's one thing as, you know, most times uh, I think, Vicky, I think most founders in the world are, they are usually generalists. Yeah, most founders are usually. So if you actually have, yeah, an, they I, are. Uh, maybe you want to start up a company tomorrow or a startup or a tech firm, uh, you actually a generalist. That means you, you're on the path, you're on the path. Because we know that um, specialists do not have, um, do not, and uh, do not grow up to be founders. They do, but it being a generalist will give an itch over most issues that um, specialists do first. So those are the problem of being a journalist. Uh, you didn't mention one particular pro that, um, that, that is uh, people who are generalists, right? They stand a chance of understanding um, different departments and being able to work with teams yeah, seamlessly so, yeah. Yeah, and come up with ideas. So they are able to recognize relationships or the interconnectedness of different departments and how they can actually aid uh, their team or departments because they have broad knowledge base. All right, so let's go ahead with the cons. Now, um, one of the cons of being a generalist is that since the skills of a generalist are less specialized, having to replace a generalist is easier and simpler than hiring a specialist or an expert in a specific field. However, this may give um, generalists a feeling of work instability and because their skills are usually a transferable one, um, generalists may find employment more quickly than specialists. So there is a balance to this particular cons, right? You can be easily replaced. However, you can easily also get an employment, right? So that is on yeah. the good side. <laughs> that can console you a little bit. <laughs> so another con is that you want to say something? Yeah, yeah. Um, I wanted to mention another con in this aspect. Okay. I think, um, you know, also due to their broad range of um, skills and knowledge, journalists may have um, less career focus and lesser ambitions. They might need additional assistance from co-workers or managers to get the knowledge they need about the best practices or necessary instructions to execute a particular tax or activity. So actually, I think this is one of the major cons of being a generalist. So, okay, that's basically some of the cons uh, attached to a generalist. And um, I think everybody now we're going to move to talk about having understood um, what a generalist is, the advantages and disadvantages of both. How do you now choose which to belong to when starting out or even right now as a practicing professional? So we have just a few uh, factors to consider when choosing whether to become a generalist or a specialist. And the first thing we'll lo we look at is your personality and your interest. Now, earlier when we were talking about this topic, someone mentioned that there is not everybody that would like to do everything in quotes now. It's not everybody that has the ability or to do uh, several things at the same time. So if you look at your personality and you know you're someone that, oh, you cannot be doing programming, you cannot be doing graphic design, you cannot be doing digital marketing, and you're running all these various skills at the same time, then you shouldn't become a generalist. Don't try to be everywhere, all right? So, and another thing is your interest. What are you interested in? Okay, if you are in design, what aspect of design are you interested 
in? Are you someone who is visually inclined? You are more interested in how something looks, the aesthetics of a particular thing. If that's your major interest, you should be considering specializing in visual design rather than being jack of all trade. You do UX research, you do everything, you do interaction design, you do web design all together. So your interest matters and your personality also is key to choosing whether to be a generalist or a specialist. Someone is going to take the next one. The next one should be job satisfaction. Now, job satisfaction actually affects your productivity and how far you can go in a particular career or a particular field. So whenever you're choosing between being a generalist or a specialist, actually look at if I'm doing generalist, if I'm focusing on this thing, does not give me the necessary job satisfaction that will help me to deliver this job well? You have to consider that factor. If I'm a generalist, or if I'm a specialist, if I'm a generalist and so I can do this and this and this, which one can I do very well? Which one gives me job satisfaction? If I have a, a premium job satisfaction from doing one or three to four um, different um, jobs at the, at the time, then it's okay. I can be this in both. You know, imagine, or I can actually be a journalist. But you only know that if I'm doing a particular job, I get bored at the time. You know, because getting bored, you it will affect your productivity. It actually makes you feel local. You wouldn't even feel like opening your laptop or maybe whatever you're using to work for a longer time because you feel so bored. If you feel like you have not achieved anything for yourself. So you have to check out the job satisfaction you get from, from either being a journalist or being a specialist. Okay. And uh, I think the last factor you need to consider is the future trends, future trends and innovations. Now, if you're specializing in a particular niche, you need to be up to date. You need to know everything, having depth knowledge about that industry. And like we mentioned earlier, there are some trends, uh, some new technologies that are capable of displacing people from their specific role with the rise of robotics and then AI. So if you're going to specialize, you have to like think about, okay, what could happen in the next five? years in this particular niche, in this particular role? Is it still going to be relevant or is going to be displaced by new technologies? Now, and if you choose generalist, it could be a fair advantage because should in case a particular niche gets displaced by new technologies, you can still hold on and hang on to another fruit. So uh, the ball is in your courts. It's up to you to decide what you feel you want to do. So, um, but basically what we are trying to establish is that both generalist and specialist have important roles to play in a company and in any team. So being a generalist is not, we're not trying to say it's a sin, but you just have to look at it. What are some of the things that are required and do you fit into that so that you not have a frustrated career? Your satisfaction is more important than any other thing. And that's why it's important for you to actually decide which one you want to do. And I think that's the much we could talk about on this specific topic as how much we can share on this particular topic. If you have uh, more information, if you have a feedback on what your stand is concerning this, don't hesitate to send us a message. The link is always in the description. Thanks for joining us this week. Thanks for being a part of today's conversation on The Tech Nest Show. Do follow us on social media at The Tech Nest Show. Join our growing tech community on Telegram at Tech Nest Show so you never miss any updates. If you find our content valuable, would love you to drop us comments or likes or you could share it with your friends too catch you next week